is the Under Center Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Under Center Podcast. I am your host, Darren Maher, and I am joined by two of the most recent signings by the Jacksonville Jaguars to play tight end, former safety Fionn Malloy and former running back Jake Woolhead. So lads, tell me, who's tight end two and who's going to be tight end three? Well, I think, I think I we can both agree we have great tight ends. I do have I do squat a little bit, so definitely have a tight end myself. I also have more experience as a tight end slash fullback. I slash don't think back. you do, buddy. And, I played the entire and... first season of Pirates football at tight end. I don't know if you can talk about the every first season of playing football. Snap. Every single snap, because quite often we didn't even have eleven. I played my first season as the starting tight end, actually. I'll have That's you know. That's true. That's true. So yeah. But anyway. Top two tight ends on the on the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Anyway, we can say that for sure. <laughs> but yeah, obviously this all re- revolves around the Tim Tebow move. So guys, what what do you think of this former QB? Well, QB in quotation marks um, playing tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know. It's a bit of a buddy buddy signing. I think like I, I don't think he has any real chance of being a, an NFL starting tight end. But you never know. He obviously has some ability to throw a ball if it's not that great as a quarterback. It might be a better uh, tight end throwing a ball and trick plays maybe. I don't know. But I certainly don't see him going very far as a tight end. Well, Tim Tebow did. He did the college football gig on one of the networks. And I know Urban Myers did the football, the college football gig on one of the networks. Were they on the same network? I don't remember. Is, yeah, is this literally at Florida as well? This is literally a buddy buddy situation where it's like, here, oh, lad, I'm after retiring from the baseball. Give us a job for a while. Stay <laughs> on and do a bit. Of, maybe he's going to do a bit of coaching on the side. And it's just his way of saying, well, I still want to yeah, work maybe. out because I'm a massive drug addict. Who loves Jesus? Are you not thinking of Johnny Manziel or is that Tebow? Well, I I say drug addict. I meant to say steroid addict because there's no way you get that size without a few roids in you. That's fair, actually. Yeah. And well, he's in the baseball. He's in the baseball. They basically don't test in baseball. <laughs> look, for me, it's kind of like I saw that move and you know what I instantly thought of? I instantly thought of, you know, back when you were kids and you play football and then your manager's like son or like your manager's best friend's son comes and plays for the team, but he's absolutely useless. So they're like, okay, we're going to play him up front because that's where he'll do the least amount of damage. So let's bring in Tim Tebow because he's a mate of mine, but let's put him as tight end because that's where he'll do the least amount of damage. Yeah. I think my favorite part is seeing all the former players on Twitter get so salty that he's the one that got back to the league. They didn't. I saw Des Bryant go crazy. Like, Des, you were asking for 10 million. You haven't caught a ball in five years. This guy's going to be probably on vet minimum. He's just happy to be there. Thank Jesus. And, like, there's a big difference between those two scenarios. Tebow's probably also only going to play about 5% of the snaps. Let's be real. Like, if he doesn't do special teams, he's not going to be, like, on the, the field at all, really. In fairness, but he, in fairness to him, I think he would do special teams. Judging yeah, by his work ethic when he was a pro, I definitely wouldn't pass put it past him to be like, yeah, I'm going to leg it down this pitch every single play. Yeah, but also I say every edge rusher is licking their lips at the prospect of <laughs> Tim Tebow trying to block them next year in any plays that he is. Because he can't go out just for plays that they're going to throw the ball because every team will then just realize okay Tim T was on the field they're going to throw the ball let's just hang back so 
he's going to have to be in there for some blocking plays <laughs> as well. And I don't know if he's going to be able to block a, let's say, for example, I don't know if they're even going to face them this year, but a, a TJ Watt. Are you going to block a TJ Watt? <laughs> you know, Aaron Donald will come out of nose tackle to play on the edge <laughs> just so he can go up against Tim Tebow. And I would love to see that matchup because Tim Tebow would have an Aaron Holes, Aaron Donald size <laughs> footprint in his chest after that play. It's fantastic. Tebow- is Tebow much of an athlete in, in terms? Is he well, fast? Is he well, athletic? I just, I Jake, we're on the same page here. I just googled what Tim Tebow's <laughs> forty-yard dash Uh-oh. time. No, was. don't say it. Don't say it. Don't yeah, say I'll it. give you a guess. Go ahead. What's your guess there? I'm gonna I'll go, say. I'll go. Four, I'm gonna say five ten. I'll go four nine two. Okay, you didn't give him that much credit. He got a four seven one. Not fast by quarterbacks uh, this okay. this day and age, but a four seven one. But for extra well, how long credit, ago you was know, that? exactly. I was about to ask you for extra credit. Can you tell me what draft class year he was in? Oh, that is a great question. I want to say 2011. I want to say I would have said 2013. He was 2010, so he ran a four oh, seven. Ah. He ran a four seven eleven years ago. How old Don't know is about this you, lad, now? but I, I <laughs> can't. He's been out of the league like eight years. Oh, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I'm 26 and I cannot run as fast as I could when I was 15. 15. <laughs> uh, how old is he? He is, and I'll Google this now. Uh, got to be in his 30, surely, isn't he? Oh, easily. Got to be Aaron Rodgers' age, I'd say. I cannot be 30. I don't think he'd be like 37. He must be 32. 33. Yeah. Okay, it makes sense. I give you. I'll also give you extra bonus points if you tell me where he's from. Is he where he was born? Okay, let's call it where he's born then. Oh Jesus, he's from Jacksonville. It's not the United States. No. Oh, is it Canada? It's not Canada. What? Uh, The Trinidad and Tobago. It's not Trinidad and Tobago. In fact, I'll tell you the city name, and you still won't know where it is. Okay, go on. Makati. M A K A T I. Apologies, anyone from there listening. I Is it like uh, on the Asian continent? I'm not going to give that much away. Well, I wouldn't like. There's still a lot of countries in the Asian continent. Okay, yeah, okay, you yeah. can have the Asian continent. Yeah, Philippines. Philippines is correct. Yeah, no bonus points for that. First try. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're editing out the previous tries, obviously. <laughs> He's the only man. He's, he's the only man on Wikipedia who, under the section career end, has two dates: 2015 <laughs> and 2021. All right, that's interesting. Then. Presumably, like his first baseball or his first football career and his first baseball career. All right, wouldn't it same... be great if he plays a couple of years at tight end, retires, and then goes back to baseball? <laughs> this man's got like a, a he huge didn't, career. He didn't even make it to the majors. Like he made, he made it to, like, it to triple A level below. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't is, know how that works out, but it's, it's not obviously MLB level. It's pretty impressive from everything I've gone for. Given that he didn't actually play that much baseball when he was a kid, but from everything I read, it's it's not bad. But like this, there's guys who've played baseball since they were six, and they're doing well to be in triple A. So, and apparently he wasn't that bad. He did it. He had a pretty good. Batting average, they're crazy into stats in in baseball. Yeah, so he was mediocre, but mediocre is actually quite good in in the AAA standard when you look at his career. So, so he was a, a pitcher or a, what's no, the other one? No, I think he was. He might batter. have been a first baseman. Oh, he, okay. Everyone has to bat. I don't know how it works. Like the pitcher, a bit like cricket, bat. everyone has to bat. 
and then the defensive positions are kind of where you where you play. All right, on the same vein of people that play in the NFL and are not from the states originally. Okay, yeah, you know FA Abada. Yes, London. Where? Yeah, is he London born? I don't know. It could be, but that was a good guess, wasn't it? Actually, where was he born? Oh, probably some African. Yeah, it is. It's not. I just googled it. Sorry, my bad. I didn't know we were going to guess. <laughs> some, I didn't know we were going to guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me see. NFL players born outside. Non American. Let's see. No, you don't Google it. You've already had a Google. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean to Google. I thought you were asking a genuine question, not a quiz question. So that's why I Googled Dara. Yes. Fionn Googled this. Um, okay. Okay. So. Where was F.A. Abada born? He's English, so... That's a fake clue. Oh, well... F.A. Abada... I'm, I'm, would it be... on? Can it Would it be on the continent of Africa? It is. It would be. Okay. Um, I say Nigeria. It was Nigeria. Ah, All right, I've got pretty a little, solid guess. Pretty solid. I've got guess. a little list here if we want to go through. Okay. Yeah, go All for right. it. Go for I'll it. I'll give you the ones that I, I at least know. Uh, Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi was from England. Yeah. London. Yeah, London. Okay. Ziggy Ansa. Oh, Ghanaian. Oh, wow. That was a fair play to you there. Well, former um, Seahawks. So, uh, uh, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm go oh Ozzy Umanyori Yora. Umanyora, he's he's English as well, is he? He was that good at this. I would have never gotten that. <laughs> I I know that because he did a he does a lot of stuff for the BBC, so it would make sense uh, if he was he also won the Super Bowl with the Giants, and now I'm like, mm, now I feel yeah. terrible for not <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should have done that. Uh, okay. Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. He's got to be Canadian then, is he? Oh, this is a good one. If you don't know this, this is a good one. Okay. Um, so, so not, not Canadian. Canadian. Not Canadian. I, it, it's got, obviously, it's going to be something obscure. It is you know what? I bet so you it is. I bet you it <laughs> so is. Newfoundland. Not Newfoundland. I bet you it's military parents and he's from Germany or somewhere like that. I don't know about military parents, but I feel like this place could be like the result of military parents. Do you want to know? Go on. Is it? Oh man, no. It's no. South Korea. Oh, hundred percent military. Hundred yeah. percent military parents. Hundred yeah. percent. Mad. Okay, last one. Sebastian Janikowski. Poland. Sebas. Sebas. Yes. Mm. Oh, it's not. He's not from the sea, is he? No, no, he's not a sea bass himself. <laughs> Although he was born to sea bass parents. So, not did you himself. hear my guess, or are you just politely ignoring it because it's wrong? I was politely ignoring it. It's absolutely right. <laughs> he was an under seven uh, all Polish uh, football, like soccer player. Whoa, really? Wait, okay. I would have guessed Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the, the second name sort of lends to it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But look, listen, guys, we, there, we were meant to have. Um, our off-season series continue tonight. We're meant to be talking to the Bro- about the Broncos um, with uh, Andrew Mason from Denver Sports Radio. But unfortunately, uh, something con- scheduling conflict has arisen, and we're not able to uh, have him on the show today. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll definitely have him on uh, in the future. But 
Seems that we are doing some sort of a show tonight. I want to get a little bit of business out of the way before we go any further. And that's uh, if you haven't paid attention to our social media uh, this past week, and um, we've decided uh, to part ways with the Dynamo Podcast Network. And um, we are deciding to go out on our own into the big bad world of podcasting and see if we can go at it ourselves. Um, Gonna spread our legs and fly. Or is that just me? Yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. You can do that um, on your own time outside of podcast hours. <laughs> but um, yeah, we just want to say thank you to Ian and all the team at the network for fantastic support uh, since the start at the start of the year. You know, they're really supportive, uh, allowing us to uh, put our podcast on their network. Um, and you know they've been very gracious in the fact in their decision to to move off it as well. So we wish them all the best in the future, and don't make sure you are tuned into the podcast network for some fantastic shows. If you uh, have any interest outside of football, like we don't. Um, so if you do like your if you do like your wrestling, if you do like your football, you know if you like your pop culture shows and stuff like that, that is definitely the place to go for a great collection of podcasts. But lads. But what I want to ask as well, because this week, and Fionn, you're not too high on this, so we'll get your reasons why about this, but the schedule releases this week. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Athletic broke a piece now today saying that we're looking at two London games this year. Um, there'll be no New Mexico game due to the to, um, COVID over there. They're, they're not dealing with that as well as other countries. So the two games are going to be in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as well. Um, it looks like that the Jaguars and the Falcons are the two teams that are going to be the home teams in that. So that means no Seahawks in, in London this year for me and, and no Giants in London for Jake either. But it could be Washington because Washington are due to travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons next season in the schedule. So that could be the game that's picked for the uh, London game. But I want to get your opinions on it. And before we do, I want you to ask to see if it's fair. Because just looking at it in terms of how the new season is with the extra game, and this season the AFC teams are all getting an extra home game. But now the Atlanta Falcons are already down a home game, and now they're going to be down another home game because they have to go over to London now to play. So instead of having their uh, eight home games, they're only going to have seven or so would you not think it'd be fair to have two AFC sides to be the home teams this year? I think I the only unfair part about it for me, I think, is like the traveling to London is hard. Like if you mm-hmm. don't do that right, your players are all going to be off sorts out. Like their clock is going to be different. And like we've seen it, the, the London games tend to just give you a, a one-sided. The team that's better prepared does a lot better than London games. That's why Jacksonville Jaguars always seem to win, a squeak out a win towards the end of them games. Um but if you're a good team, it shouldn't matter all that much. It's preparation. And so I, I don't want to give an excuse for teams that are, are just going to say, oh, we don't have that second home game. But it's, it's the way it rolls. Next year, they're not going to have that. So, Yeah, I think I agree with Jake. It's it's a toss of a coin, right? Is it is it the same as losing one of your extra home games next season anyway? So do you care whether it comes off your your short year or your long year in terms of home games now that we we have the new extra game scheduled. So it's going to rotate. I don't know. I feel like players kind of enjoy it. I know it's grueling, like Jake said, but it's something different. It changes up your schedule a little bit. 
Yes, it's not a home game. That's unfortunate. But it's also not a traditional away game for the other team either. So it's it's not like you've flipped the home scheduled game to an away scheduled game. It's essentially the same as a as a neutral venue game. And some of the guys quite enjoy that. So uh, I think a lot no, of players go on, Fionn. I was just going to finish up and say no. I don't. I don't think they'll be too worried about the fact that they they'll have to fly over to England on their short season, let's call it, versus the, their long home season next season. I don't think a lot of players seem to be keen on it, and I, I know a lot of the. Oh, certainly uh, not. No. Yeah, no. But like the states fans, sometimes they like the American fans that they, they don't like it so much because obviously they can't like it's going to be hard for them to get over and watch a London game and also like for them it's going to be the game starts at probably nine or ten o'clock I don't know if you've ever been over to the states to a game you just like drink all day and you don't want to start drinking at nine on your Sunday <laughs> and especially if it's on if it's on the west coast it's even earlier like that's it's crazy so they probably even it'd be six o'clock in the morning or something for them well, look, that's for them to get over, right? We have to stay up. We have, If we want to watch Sunday Night Football, we have to stay up. Uh, we have to be ready at 20 past 12 or 20 past 1 for kickoff. Do you know what? You know, it's about time they hurt a little. Do you know where I'd love to go? If I wouldn't hurt so much if they moved the games to Germany. I would love to go to a game in Germany. That would be class. I think there they is have a talk of adding. Yeah, there is talk of adding a game to Germany in the next uh, couple of years, which I'd be all for as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, Just because I got to go over to Germany. And even like, I, I'd love to get into Croker now. Croke Park wouldn't be a, a bad place to go, like 20 minutes away from me. <laughs> yeah, I think unfortunately the college football killed us there. If if we'd have sold out the college games, 100% they would have brought an NFL game because it's mm-hmm. even nearly as big as the, as the Wembley and Probably definitely bigger than the Tottenham. I assume I don't have there. I don't. I don't know about that now, Fionn. If the call, like, I don't know if the college game killed it so much because I, I don't know if, like, you know, maybe in America, college and NFL are a lot closer. But when it comes to international, it's definitely like NFL, college. There's definitely Mm. more of an interest there for sure. That's true. That's true. The main reason is because, like, uh, the NFL, like a lot of big companies. For group Ireland and England together in the same kind of yeah. group, especially when yeah. it's global companies. So it would be UK and IE. So that means the the game would just be in UK because they would be considered the same spot now. But I don't know if you've ever been to the college game over here, have you? I have no. a couple of times actually. I I bought tickets one year off at the American StubHub off a season ticket holder for the the Yellow Jackets, the, at the UCF Georgia Tech. Anyway. Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, yeah. And we were sitting bang middle on the 50-yard line, uh, surrounded by Yellow Jackets fans, and they were all screaming. It was amazing. It was brilliant. Yeah, I, I went to the Penn State. I don't, that was my Boston, first one as well. Boston College, I believe they played. Penn State, Boston College. And I know um, the quarterback for Penn State at that point was Met, Zach Mettenberger, I think, yep. or someone like that. And yeah, he yeah. said... The school record for passing yards in a game at that match, which was pretty impressive to see. Now, unfortunately, Boston College weren't up to much, so it was pretty much a blowout. But uh, it was fantastic, and I love Penn State's chant. It was amazing. Yeah. We were all screaming. That was 
there was my first game as well that we had actually tickets for Hill 16 at that time, but didn't they didn't open it in the end. But mm-hmm. I think now you said Penn State or Mettenberger set the school record for like whatever it was, most passing yards. I personally set my most amount of points I'd ever drank <laughs> in one sitting at that game. Two records were set that day, boys and girls. <laughs> Personal best for me. <laughs> Personal best of three. Yeah, missed every. They set up a fan zone in Temple Bar. I don't know if you went to that, Jake. I did not make it there. <laughs> missed every. They had this inflatable tent with three like holes in it. You had to throw the footballs through. Oh. Missed every target, and that was the end of my premature quarterback career. <laughs> Have you guys gone to any of the London games? Oh, I go every year. Um, yeah. yeah. We have a group of us go over. I don't know if you've ever seen the pictures of us gone over. Wait, As referees. Oh, hang on. I'll, I'll see if it'll show up on the camera. I went and I watched a classic between the Cincinnati Bengals and the then Washington Redskins, now Washington football team, which right. ended in, of all things, a draw. I've never <laughs> seen the Washington football team win a match. <laughs> No, I, 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 I've gone to only one, um, and that was Wembley, and that was uh, the Seahawks when they faced the Raiders. Oh, God. <laughs> we even made little yellow flags, and we were throwing them all around the stadium. And I have a friend who has no interest in the American football, but comes anyway, and he was just looking at me, Jake, uh, can I throw a yellow flag now? And I was like, yeah, Carl, you can throw a yellow flag now. And he just launched it down into the stands. Now it's just yeah. tissue. And it just, every time he threw it, somebody would just pass it back up to us. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was the, my only one was the Seahawks and the Raiders there a couple of years ago. Um, but I don't know. I see like this. Crack. They are a good crack. I, I'll see maybe um, about this coming year. Um, I, that's one thing I've never gone to a football game that has not involved the Seattle Seahawks. So it would be a definitely a weird uh, weird thing seeing two football teams that I really don't care for that much. But look, we'll never see. We'll never I went uh, to the Seahawks one. Probably the same game you were in London. And uh, Al McGrath is a huge, huge Seahawks fan as well. And while the rest of us were pissing about drunk as skunks, he was really intently watching the game. Like a fair play. He, he was a big fan of that game. We were really drunk though watching that game. I don't think you appreciate it so much. <laughs> I, I, I have been to some of the weirdest games. I went to the London again. Obviously, that was the Cincinnati-Washington draw, which never happens. And then I went to probably the coldest football match I've ever been to. We had the pleasure of going to the last game of the season in MetLife Stadium against the Giants, uh, where the Giants were out. And we had the magnificent Kirk Cousins under center. All he had to do was win. And we were in. And the Giants couldn't give a shit. They, I don't think they even played Eli Manning. We managed to lose in, I swear to God, it was minus 15 degrees Celsius. Everyone walking into the stadium was in their, like, camo hunting onesie. And we were the Irish <laughs> idiots who showed up out of nowhere to minus 15 degrees Celsius weather. A man bought a beer, a pint of beer. Five minutes in, it was frozen an inch thick at the top. <laughs> was ridiculous and then, the, and then i got to see the third game it was the washington against the bears two seasons ago when our offensive lineman famously got hit with that hezzy where the bears file the bears defensive lineman goes oh i'm not blitzing and he went grand and he just moved off and the bears guy just went oh thanks and ran in and sacked who was who was the quarterback then it was 
Uh, it wasn't still Kirk, was it? No. Who did we get after that? It wasn't. It was. I want to say Cutler, but it wasn't Cutler, but it was the equivalent of Cutler. Uh, <laughs> who was it? That's actually a good, good one. I got a good one. That MetLife Stadium is probably like it's so cold when it's cold. I was there in, in mid December and it was like every the floor is cold, the seats are freezing, but good game. The the tailgate outside is good crack though. Absolutely good crack. Yeah. What was you went to CenturyLink, did you? I did go to CenturyLink. I went a few years ago um for the Seahawks going up against the Bucks and it was actually an overtime win by the Seahawks and we um so we, you were saying you got like great tickets for the college game like right in on the 50 yard line we were the same we got then we were up in the heavens but we were on the 50 yard line and I wouldn't even call it the heavens because you could still see everything perfect <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's you know, the the crowd, it was just unbelievable. You can't like just my I we couldn't talk for two days afterwards because we were just shouting throughout the whole game. It was absolutely fantastic. It was an overtime win. It, it was a classic shootout game as well, which was brilliant. Um I think it was uh it was DK Metcalf's first year, it was James Winston's famous 30 for 30 season as well. So um it was a, uh, uh, it was great. Okay, and we, uh, we, it was great because we and we got a, an Airbnb, and we got a, an apartment. It was actually it overlooked CenturyLink Field, so for like the two days before the game, it was just right there. You could just see it, and we found uh, because we're Irish, we found an Irish bar. It's absolutely never put fantastic. It was called... to find an Irish bar wherever he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was called. Uh, what was it called? It was called Fado, right? Uh, it was brilliant and the, when we went in there we weren't sure it was just we were actually on our way to a different Irish bar but we came across this one first so we said ah, well, look, we'll go in and um, the the lady serving us was actually someone who was from Clare so you know she she emigrated over a while ago so because she found out we were Irish she looked she looked after us for the whole weekend it was absolutely brilliant um, and then on game day we said right we'll go there beforehand and we'll get a couple of drinks you know might get a bit of breakfast there before and stuff and it was packed but then as soon as she saw us walk in the door she just pulled us over and gave us two seats right in front of the bar set a table for us and we were getting looked after throughout the whole time and the same the same two seats were there waiting for us when we came back <laughs> after the game then as well nice. um it was it was a brilliant it was a brilliant time over there and i uh, can't wait to go back over to to seattle to see a game or even just even if it is London next year, like I actually hope it is a a, a Falcons a Washington game next year because the under center podcast will be going on tour <laughs> and we're all going to that game. Fionn, did you find it, the name of the quarterback? I did. It was the magnificent future Hall of Famer that is Case Keenum. Oh, oh of course, yeah. Of Keenum. I'm just looking at this. So 2017. These are the quarterbacks that the Washington football team have had that has, start, that has started a game, even one. Kirk Cousins in 2017 played all of them. Then we had Alex Smith, Joss Johnson, Colt McCoy, Mark Sanchez, Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, that is and then a, Taylor Heineke. That is Was a carousel that? of quarterbacks. Was that season? Was that the season before or after Case Keenum played in Minnesota 
and was part of the whole Minnesota Miracle team. That was the, the next season. He we signed them. Yeah. I think straight from that. Or do, or do we trade from? I don't even remember. But he was our starter and was so poor. He got benched for the even poorer Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> and that is saying something. Dara, you mentioned yeah. DK Metcalf. Can we talk about his Olympic running? Let's talk about it. Mil- that well, boy can run. Let's do it. He can yeah. run. For a big man, he can run. Yeah. So what is he, 6'4", 256, oh, I think easy. I saw? Something like that, yeah. And That's he ran a 10, 10 3, 7. 10 3, 7. Yeah. And was but top you... five after the 40, like, what is the 40 yards? Yeah. So he did just he, ran out of steam. At oh, the no, end. He was there for he was there with them throughout the whole. I think it was like that, like you were saying, the last the last 40 yards they sort of pulled away. But did you see the interview afterwards where he's taught where he's interviewed, I think, alongside the winner, where like it's it's basically like the movie Twins, like he's Arnold Schwarzenegger and the winner was like Danny DeVito, you know. In fairness, um, I from I know very little about the world of track athletics, but I do know there seems to be uh pendulum that swings you either get lads who are like Usain Bolt who are ridiculously tall and have these massive levers in which they run really fast or you have these tiny squat lads that are just a ball of muscle that can just launch Mm -hmm. themselves as quick as possible so obviously we're in the short lad phase at the moment maybe he would have had a chance but everyone actually since since that was announced and everything everyone's talking about what NFL players would be good in the olympics and who would you go for and stuff like that so like could you think of any players that comes to mind that michael vick current michael vick ran a 40 there a minute ago he's uh 40 years of age four four and he ran a four seven four something like that yeah four seven four at the age of whatever he is i don't even know what age he is 40 at the age of 40 so we're talking about NFL players that we'd like to see run 100 yard dashes or 100 meters. Or any event in the Olympics, you know? Okay. Like Aaron Donald like... would probably be a good weightlifter. Yes. Or uh, the shot put. Or shot put. Well, I would yeah. like to see Gardner Minshew do anything in the Olympics. <laughs> because Gard- he would Gardner be Minshew, would, you, know that, you know that gymnastic uh, event <laughs> where like they have the little ribbon and stuff like that? Him with that would be that brilliant would be with, it, with his mullet and his moustache. There you go. Give him the gold medal he's won. Can you imagine the leotard? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Here's another topic. The new jersey numbers that players can pick from. How do you feel about it? Did we talk about this before? Oh, guys, before uh, we move on, before we move yeah. on, I found the exact number that Michael Vick ran for his 40-yard dash. At the age of 40, he ran... A four seven two, and if you remember, at the age of twenty three, Mister Tim Tebow ran a four seven one. <laughs> oh, jeez! Fair play to him for Mick yeah. for keeping up to his uh, keeping his fitness up. All right, so how do we stand yeah. on the, the the New Jersey numbers? Um, you know, I don't I don't, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. bother me. The only, the only reason. The only reason I would care is if I bought yeah. a jersey for a certain player and then they changed it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I hope they don't bring in the, the zero. I'm not a fan of the zero. No, I wouldn't be either. Or double zeros. Or Any zero. No, no, no. But like, it, like, the rule was as well for like, so for the draft class, it was fine. Like, they don't have a number beforehand, so they could pick one. 
But for other players that wanted to change, they had to buy out the NFL stock of replica jerseys. <laughs> um, so the NFL don't lose out on money. I so mean, that's a good way of doing it, right? If you're a massive name and you want to go to a throwback jersey, fine, pay the money. If you're not, then it's like, shut up. This isn't important. You paid the last <laughs> six years of your career. Nobody knows who you are. Like, relax. Keep your number 57 and who just calm that, down. Who was it that uh, looked at the entire NFL stock the other day and was like, no, I'm not buying me number. <laughs> I imagine one of the big, I imagine yeah. like either Tom Brady or maybe Mahomes. I feel Tom like Brady he hates receiver. the change. He hates it. Yeah. He's given like out a wide receiver. Who's the, who would you guess then? While we're on this, while we're on our guessing game show, <laughs> let's find out who has the highest selling jersey non-quarterback. Or let's say wide receiver then, if Jake thinks it's wide receiver. Non-quarterback. Oh. Or specific wide receiver. What are you talking about? Uh, we'll go specific wide receiver first. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. I'd say Odell. What... Oh, that's a great shout. That's a good question. That's a good point. Not, not certainly not last year though, right? I'd say still. I have some numbers here, but they're probably fake numbers because it's probably going to come out come out with. It's on the NFL. It's on the team. NFL website, <laughs> and it says from November. It must be November last year, but I don't know if it is for sure. Mm. And they have Adam Thielen. Oh, no, sorry. I'm ah. reading it the wrong way. I'm oh, reading it okay. the wrong way around. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> they showed me last to first. So the top wide receiver is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, TikTok hey. star. That's why. The top yeah. non-quarterback is a good one, though. God. You've got um, to go to number six to get to him. And it makes a little bit of sense if you really like think it out. Aaron Did you Donald. play offense or defense? Offense. Yeah, see, defense not getting the love as usual. Um, <laughs> okay. I'll give you I'll give you one free grass and then I'll give you a massive clue. Can 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 we ask? Uh, like this is gonna be like twenty questions here now. Um, AFC or NFC? NFC. Is it Devonte um, Adams? Not Devonte Adams. Oh, Darry, that was a good show. You that have to guess show. now, and then I'll give you a massive clue when whoever buzzes in and gets it. Okay, NFC non-quarterback offense. Try Devonte Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go with Alvin Kamara. It's not Alvin Kamara, so you gotta think on Jersey sales. Think like huge states and huge teams. Is it like Saquon Barkley? It's not Saquon Barkley, but you're on the right track. Think like. Yes, it's Ezekiel uh, Elliott okay. at number six. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. George yeah. Kittle, respectable, number eight. Oh, okay. I didn't expect that now. Eh? Okay, the first defensive player on the list is at number 13. Ooh. Is it Aaron Donald? It's not Aaron Donald. It's not. No, Weird. Not a sexy pick. Oh, I don't think Aaron Donald is even on this list. I'll have to double-check the list. This Before is the top... 
Let All me right. read out the PFT tweet. I found who it was that didn't want to buy his own jersey. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook looked into changing yeah. to number four. Yeah, and he okay. found out that it would be roughly $1.5 million to buy the current uh, inventory. He said, no, I'm sticking with 33. <laughs> he got paid last season. He could well afford that. He got so paid he massively. Afford and he could yeah. probably just sell them on or charity auction them off or something. Well, I was going to say, like, why couldn't he just do a deal with the NFL saying, if I buy these jerseys, will he give that money to charity or something? Mm-hmm. And that would have been great. Um, but anyway, defensive player. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Let me see. Defensive Is it TJ Watt? It's not TJ Watt. He's on the list, but he's at number 25. Miles Garrett. It's not Miles Garrett either. I think it's NFC, but I'm not big on teams. NFC. You're an NFL podcaster who's not yeah. big on NFL. I don't teams. know which conferences teams are in. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> oh, God. have to be completely Man. honest. I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure it's NFC. Right, so it's a lesser known team. Then, is this player on the uh, team for a yeah. while? Like he, uh, he's not been recently signed or traded to this team. He was drafted by this team. Okay. Oh, Bale. okay. Is it Ronald Derby? It's not Ronald. Derby. <laughs> You're on the wrong coast. I had oh. an idea of one, but. I don't think it is because surely you would know that this team is in the NFC. Hold so on, I hold don't want to. I don't want to lose a guess. Team. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to lose a guess by saying this player's name. So, um, say the say the name. We'll give you. I was gonna say. Bo- I was gonna say Bobby Wagner. It's not Bobby. It's Wagner. not Bobby Wagner. Um, I don't know if you're, you're gonna have to give us a good hint here. Okay, he's okay. a defensive end. Defensive end. It's not JJ Watt, is it? It's not JJ Watt. No, because he wasn't drafted. And I am Kansas. correct that it is the NFC. I don't know. I think we're, we've gone on way too long with this one here. No, yeah, I'm going to get this. Don't. I, I want to uh, get you this. You can't give so much dead air to the people. I want to get this. Want. Come on. Come on. I want to get so def- definitely NFC. Come on, we can do this. NFC yeah. and NFC. defensive end. NFC defensive end drafted by can... this team. Drafted by the team, so we can get this. I'm guessing it's probably it could be an NFC South team. Is it oh, Cam right. Jordan? It's an NFC West team. NFC West. Seattle's division. Yep. So, and it's not Aaron Donald. It's not Aaron Donald. He's a defensive tackle. Is it Michael Brockers? It's not Michael Brockers. He got traded. I know. To play with Jared Goff after criticizing Jared Goff. So, like, come on. Oh, actually, that's um, where I got that name. I had it in notes. <laughs> oh. It wouldn't be Joey Bosa, would it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Bosa, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it kind of makes sense. He's probably the biggest, newest defensive end, apart from Nick. Oh wait, hold yeah. on. Nick. Oh, Joey's on it, the other upside down is, again. It is. It is. Nick Bosa. Yeah. Joey's Nick on Bosa. the Chargers. Joey's yeah. Joey's his other brother who's on the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry, it is Nick yeah. Bosa. I forgot about him. Actually, it was a nice year off without him there last year. 
But yeah, but in terms of numbers, yeah, it doesn't really doesn't really bother me about the numbers either. Uh, about changing at all. I think uh, I liked it the old way. Like I don't, I don't like seeing like a wide receiver or a defensive end and yeah. at one. <laughs> I just don't like. It. I like it the other way. Yeah. What do you I think of? I never understood why like some wide receivers could be a thirteen or an eighty-seven. Yeah, I, like Odell was thirteen, but why can he be that low? I don't know. Is there something to do with slot and, and outside receiver or something? That I don't know. No, I would have thought all wide receivers would be classed in the same bracket. Um. Okay, but what what do you guys think about the um the division that the supposed camps are causing? You know, like Tom Brady doesn't want to be doing any camps this year. Um, what Tom other Brady players like have to do any camps? That's my opinion on that. The camps, like, like the yeah. camps, are generally the, the most advantageous for the younger guys or roster bubble yeah. players. So, like yeah. Tom Brady or any big player can skip them. They can forego yeah. the fine. If, if a player not. wouldn't play in the in the preseason, then he wouldn't really give yeah. a shit about the camps. To be honest, yeah. 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 But see, that's well, the thing. I, it's 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 a voluntary camp, so I don't understand why he's encouraging him. other people not to go. Like, if you don't want to go, don't go. Like, okay there him, are players. Yeah. Uh, like your contract is set, Tom. Like you, you don't have to worry. But there's so many players there that are vying for roster spots that they have to go. Like if they want a job next year, some they're only voluntary in name for a lot of players, aren't they? A lot of them have them written into their contracts. They have to show up to these things. Otherwise, it's probably benefits. Like they get a bonus if they yeah. if they show up. workout bonus. A, I think it's called. Yeah, they get they get a bonus. But like, if you don't uh, get the if you don't go and you get injured like um the, the Denver right tackle the Denver tackle yeah uh James wasn't it Linval James yeah. Linval James yeah. you know he gets tackled ta- or tackled injured off site <laughs> uh and now he's in he's risking his like basically not making a penny next ten, next ten million dollars I think it is yeah uh, he loses by um having worked out off site but that's just yeah. crazy. Like that's one benefit you could say. This is why you should at least attend these uh, mm-hmm. voluntary training sessions. I mean, I know that is crazy, but that's something that your your agent and your manager should be telling you. Is like in the same way as these guys don't ride motorbikes, right? Because they know if I get injured on a motorbike, I'm not getting paid. Tell them, yeah, I know you're doing a good thing for the team and you're going to do a good thing here for yourself. Just don't do it. Like it's not mm. worth the risk. Yeah. Of, I think, like, what I did think he, if if he'd have gone through it all without getting injured? What did he gain? Would he have come back a million percent better than he did last season? No, he maybe gets into the preseason five ten percent stronger than he would have been. But he sat the end of the preseason. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I think there's certain players that actually have it written into their contract. I think they, that they can't go on jet skis and all this kind of stuff. Oh, I would say almost all. I think every contract like is five that. Like million you, quid yeah. plus is definitely yeah. has that in it. If you injure yourself off off site, then we can terminate your contract without paying you a penny. That's where all this controversy, I think, is coming from as well. It's just that yeah. I'm guessing that was in his contract, you know. And and look, it's not it's not even the team's fault, right? They put that in to stop crazy young kids with a load of money doing really stupid stuff when they're investing in them and that like people have a problem with that ideology but that is right you made these kids rich you deserve to also get your value for that money now the problem comes with these vet guys who are doing the right thing for themselves and the team 
but contracts are law, right? And law isn't a person. It's black or white. So you either were off site and you injured yourself. You might as well have been on a jet ski or in a weight room. It makes no difference to the contract. Yeah. And a lot of the time, whether the team wants to or not, they can't set the precedent of letting you off because then every guy's agent from then on goes, yeah. oh, well, as long as he wasn't on a jet ski and crashed it into a cliff, they're going, no, well, he was benefiting the team by being here, there, or whatever. So they kind of yeah. have to be super strict on this stuff. And like, in a logical point of view as well, like in a real world point of view, if it was the case, say, for example, <laughs> like the way the way James' contract is happened i think he was injured the first year he sat out last year because of covid and then he gets injured this year so it's the equivalent of like if i if i start a new job i don't go in for the first year because i like hurt my baby toe last year i didn't go in because i was afraid of covid and this year i was uh out on a jet ski and i hurt myself and i still expect mm-hmm. to be paid after that and it's like i yeah. won't get paid for that so yeah, I think that the teams are definitely right in that sense that, like, listen, we can't pay you for this just because mm-hmm. you got injured off site. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there is a bit of a saving grace that he did not completely banish himself from the the training facility, the, the team training facility. He was there in and out, but when the actual injury happened was when he was working out in, in a separate place. So they might find some way of giving him something I don't know, but I'd say they probably they'll keep him on the roster. He'll get his medical compensation for being able to uh, attend the doctors and stuff like this, mm-hmm. and maybe they might give him some part of his thing. But I don't think they should. He's, maybe not. The he's test, not going to be anyway. poor anyway. I think yes, we can. Sure. Uh, I think we before, can all around that. Before we wrap up, can we do a little segment called "Best NFL"? 2021 draft players names we'll probably come up with a better name for that after oh, this. Oh yeah, I don't. Really, me, I haven't. No, I'll read, I haven't seen. Out. I haven't okay. seen many strange names. Right. No. I'll give you my favorite, or will okay. I lead up to that? I'll lead up to my favorite. Yeah, some notable favorite. Some notable okay. mentions. Yeah. Ian Book, quarterback, Notre Dame. That's, uh, no, that's yeah, normal. He, All right. He got drafted by the by the Saints. He's a he's a he, he's a journalist's dream. You know. <laughs> I might. Okay. I've seen him play. He might be okay. By the way, he's not going to be yeah. too terrible. Uh, headlines he alone, run. though. You know, it could be butchering this name. Chuba Hubbard, Oklahoma. Chuba Hubbard is pretty good. I like that name. <laughs> I, knew, I knew him in, in college. He's a running back. He's not Chubby whatsoever. He's a lightning bolt in a bottle. But yeah, another guy who actually might be around the league for a few years as well. So, Okay. Uh, wide receiver, Indiana. Hwap Fillior. Okay. That's my favorite so far. I like Hwap. Hwap. Yeah. Uh, another one, Daz okay. Newsom. I just like Daz. I'm a fan of Daz. <laughs> yeah, his surname isn't particularly magnificent, but no. no. Uh, let's say Alex. No, that's Alex Leatherwood's not that good. Uh, Tommy Tremble, Notre Dame tight end. Yeah, all okay. right. Okay. Uh, Will Fries. Yeah. No. You're getting into the you're getting into the like the five year old laughing at the name Willie kind of area. Like oh, I get it. I'm not that mature. Okay, I get it. All right. Defensive end, Jacka Tony. Shaka Tony, that's a great name. I like it. That's all right. Um, Shaka well, Khan, about... you should change his name to Khan. <laughs> what about the uh, wide receiver Amon Ra? Uh, St. Brown? Amon Ra is a great name. That's good name. Full on Egyptian. Yeah. Okay. And I'll give you my favorite. Okay. Long snapper Cameron Cheeseman. 
Yeah, that's the yeah, Washington guy. That's, I love him. that's my face of the franchise for a long time. That's my it's the trick not getting tr- not getting picked by the Packers though, yeah. or not going to Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> you know that would have been it. That would have been. It. But look, I think I think on on that it's a perfect time to wrap up this impromptu sort of you know talking about absolutely random bits of news in the NFL at the moment. So uh, before we go, guys, if you can, can you please like this video and subscribe to the Under Center podcast because that's our new podcast channel. Um, also follow us on our socials, uh, facebook.com forward slash Under Center pod. Uh, we are uh, Instagram and Twitter at Under Center pod. And also for the audio side of the podcast, exact same thing. Just search Under Center podcast. If you can't find us right away, just give it a couple of days. We're still waiting to be cleared off on Apple podcasts and stuff. So it kind of takes a little while, but we will be there soon. I promise. Jake, Fionn, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for this impromptu chat. Actually, it was quite enjoyable. No problem. Enjoyed it. Got to get the banter bus going sometime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that is it for this episode of the Under Center podcast. We'll be back soon, hopefully continuing our off-season series. But until then, stay safe and we'll speak soon.